0: I'm a dude, 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 I'm a beautiful people, this is Fight Club Hubs, welcome to another wonderful episode of GVN Live, and holy crap, the lighting is really messed up on my camera. Anyway, I am joined by Emily, Keith, and Mark, and we are going to be talking about E3, and it is off to a really good start in my personal opinion. So, uh, while I fix my camera here, how about we uh, see what everybody has been up to lately. Let's start with you, Emily. You need to unmute yourself, dear. <laughs>
1: Okay, I'm unmuted now. Okay. (laughs) you See, this is why I don't mute it, and I just stay quiet when you do that. Um, You said that right when I was about to take a bite out of my Chipotle burrito bowl, so I'm a little irritated to you, but I forgive you. What have I been up to? I have been playing so many video games this month because, honestly, since May into June, there have been so many different games coming out. So I have been good. I have been playing Injustice, I have been playing Tekken 7, I have been playing Zelda which came out obviously a while ago but I'm still playing it, I have been playing uh, uh, Street Fighter 2, well Ultra Street Fighter 2 on the Switch and Mario Kart and a bunch of different mobile games on my phone and ARMS comes out this Friday, so I'll be playing that, and I played the Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite demo <laughs> when I got home from work, and Crash comes out at the end of this month, and that's about how I'm doing.
0: Okay, let's let's, let's change this up a little bit. <laughs> what haven't you played? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: but what no, uh,
0: so what do you think what of the happened? online for Ultra Street Fighter 2, by the way, because I'm really not liking it, the online. It is crap. It is utter crap.
1: It's 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 not that
0: good. So I'm lucky I, if I can get a three bar connection with somebody.
1: Honestly, I went on it once and then I'm like, Yeah, okay, I'll just play offline. So <laughs> you know, it's not it's not that good. And but, I'm connected, i connected mean, I bought
0: the LAN adapter too, so But
1: you know what? But the game is still fun in general. It's a lot oh, of fun. Absolutely. it's a lot of fun offline. So I mean it's just you know, it'd be nice if it was cool online.
2: But I yeah. just like how you could actually pop the controllers off of the actual side, and it's all like, let's have a battle. I, if anything, I brought it to work, and it was awesome.
1: <laughs> you were having? Were you like sure you getting your like coworkers?
2: Absolutely, I was kicking some <laughs> the butt, and then I got then I got my butt kicked, and then it all ended from there. But I I came up with a new rule. It's so all like, if we have any grievances, everybody plays Street Fighter now. Actually,
1: it's really funny that you say that because. Rob, you asked me what I wasn't playing. I haven't been playing Street Fighter Five.
2: <laughs> wow, that's actually
0: kind of shocking. Um, so, moving on. Mark, what have you been up to lately, buddy?
3: Um, Packing, getting ready for a work trip that I have to take to Canada. Uh, but, outside of that, I have been just... Mostly just playing Final Fantasy XIV in preparation for the release of Stormblood at the... Well, technically, the early access comes out at the end of this week. But basically, for all intents and purposes, it comes out next week. And uh, I took some time to play the demo for uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. That's pretty much about it at this point. Okay. And how about you, Keith? What you been up to? Oh, in Tekken 7.
0: Oh. <laughs> well, was pretty much...
3: Sorry. Um... I mean, it's basically Tekken. I hate the story mode with a fucking passion. I really wish that they had stuck to incorporating the goofy beat 'em up mode that they had had in Tekken Did Six. Did you just because... say
1: that you hated the story mode in Tekken Seven?
3: It's bad. What do you fucking want? What?
1: From Okay. I okay. Not- all right. You know what? Can, can
3: we talk play about play fucking super you. armor for a second? I- super I- armor I- is <laughs> bullshit. I- Bobby and Daddy are fighting again. <laughs> you are I- literally I- the only <laughs> person. <laughs> you are literally the only person that I have met who thinks that that story mode's any good. I'm sorry. What? Are you it's kidding o- me? No. no. It's it's okay to be wrong. Everybody's wrong sometimes. I understand that. But you are the only person I have met that thinks that story mode is any good. If you're, you're talking about the person story,
1: the I mean, only who thinks that story mode sucks.
3: Um, everybody I've talked to on Twitter thinks that that thing sucks. I don't know what to tell you.
1: Well, then I don't know who you're talking to on Twitter, Internet. but...
3: Uh, and you know the internet's always right. I mean, honestly. Well, this is this is my thing. If we're talking about the narrative, the narrative is fine. If you're talking about the mechanics, th- it is not a good you teaching a mechanism. Bra- it requires you to do entirely too much within the confines of its structures that are just not very good. And super armor is dick. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, you need
1: to give me a second because I wasn't lying about eating my burrito bowl. Um so
2: <laughs> Honestly right.
1: you, Yeah I know, right?
2: Hey you gotta make your money where you can, people <laughs> All
1: right, all right, Mark. So here's the deal. You're sitting here and you're telling me that you have a problem with the mechanics in Tekken Seven, right?
3: No, I have a problem with the mechanics of the story mode specifically of Tekken Seven.
1: Okay, I why? want that to
3: be clear. Because it basically, for all intents and purposes, I don't like the way it's set up. As a teaching mechanism, it is bad, and other fighting games do a better job of either... Other fighting games in general do a better job of structuring their story modes in a way that they are functionally viable. Okay, so are you referring to the fact
1: that you can push a button and it does moves for you?
3: No, I'm reco- I'm referring to the fact that even when they put in the option to push a button and it does things for you, the computer cheats like nuts and still makes you repeat battles multiple fucking times in some cases, because that doesn't actually teach you anything. It doesn't Honestly, teach you anything functionally useful, so if you can try a combo and the computer will just sidestep it and beat the dick out of you.
1: I mean... <laughs> I don't know.
2: Uh, I, I haven't played it yet. Moving on, so I, I feel like I can't even contribute. <laughs> but honestly, to this, so.
1: I didn't have the only time I had a problem with what you are referring to was the final boss, and honestly, he was just ridiculous.
3: Okay, which but, but, I don't. That is part of the story I mode.
1: I yeah, I know that, but I I'm saying you're saying as a whole. I'm saying the only time I saw it happen was with the final boss in Tekken. Mm seven and that i will admit got really frustrating and took a really long time because it was almost near impossible to beat him so on some sort of level i understand where you're coming from but to say that the whole entire story mode completely sucked over some issues with some mechanics teaching wise i mean honestly i haven't even heard that from anybody you're the first person that i've honestly heard that from i mean
3: here's a yes. i have a serious i have a serious question for you okay, and i sure. i mean this as an honest as an honest assessment of where i'm coming from versus where you're coming from okay do you play tekken competitively
1: um i does the lighting look really weird in here or is it just mm. me like i suddenly feel like i'm like eliza from tekken 7 and really pale on this webcam but okay um I have played it competitively before, and I plan on competing it in again. So yes.
3: I do not. I am nowhere near at the level where I can play competitively. I am fine enough when I've spent some time learning a particular character, but that is not within my wheelhouse.
1: Yes, but as that- somebody
3: as somebody who is at the skill level that you are at, I would be surprised if you had legitimate difficulties. I am not that good. I play a lot of fighting games and I am mediocre at all of them. So, no, what I am saying is that somebody, department. but as mm-hmm. somebody who is within my particularly limited skill set of it, I feel like the objection has merit.
1: Okay. All right. But see, a lot of fighting games now have like trials and things like that that you can do in training mode. So. Sure. There's a sure. lot of people, though, who will go into training mode and will go into and do these trials before they do the story mode. And that is their way of learning before they go in. So it's it's different than other fighting games. So, I mean, but I, I mean, I guess it's as someone who plays fighting games a lot, being myself, I guess I can understand how the casual gamer might have some difficulty with it.
3: Not only that, we're talking about the fact that Okay, yes, people are going to go into the training mode and they're going to attempt to learn things. I'm not going to sit down and learn all of the 30, 40, etc. characters and the basics surrounding them in order to do well in this story mode. And they constantly swap characters out on you in this story mode, so you kind of have to know several of them. Like, Mortal Kombat does a better job, Mortal Kombat X did a much better job of slowly integrating the player to how the story would work. It gave you set characters over a set period of time, initially started you off slow so that you could learn the basic mechanics of how the character worked, and then progressively became more challenging by the end of that particular character sequence. Meanwhile, Tekken is constantly swapping you back and forth between characters that have dramatically different play styles in some cases. So I'm going from Lee Chalan to, I can't even remember her name, the android girl. Back to fucking Lee chow Alisa. Alisa. To somebody else. Back to fucking Elisa. Like, no, you can't just swap from one person to the next. That's that's not reasonable. And then okay, every single so fight has has every single fight just about beyond a certain point has you beat an enemy and then they get up with super armor and then you have to beat them again when they can fucking super armor through your attacks. And if you lose the second round where they're super arming through your attacks, you have to do the whole goddamn thing over again. Mortal Kombat does a better job of teaching players within the confines of its mechanics because it makes the assumption that players are not good enough to hang with this. Persona 5 and other such games are based on the Arc System Work system to either segregate the story out entirely or allow players to slowly learn in there or even just skip the fights if they just want to see the plot. Like, this is is a story mode that was designed by people who assume (laughs) that everybody is the hardcore and the diehards that are part of the FGC, which I don't understand how... Bandai Namco would think that that's a thing. Like Tekken is one of the more popular franchises out there, amongst like casual players.
1: Okay, so first things first, I agree with you that injustice that Injustice Two has a better story mode. Actually, I one could argue that Nether Realm, in general, they know how to do story modes. That that that's it. Their stories are always fantastic. I've been. I don't think I've really ever had a story mode from another realm game that I haven't enjoyed so Playboy i talked
2: about 2009 recently <laughs>
1: um i just
0: wanted uh, to that, say real that, quick let's uh, wrap that, this little that, segment up so we can get to okay, keith and you know I, get to the rest of the show i just i, I don't want to i mean no, this is I, a fun me, debate that I, we're having right now but I, we're, we're kind of like well if you let me just a, finish a my long.
1: sentence rob then we could just end this and i could go back to my burrito bowl um <laughs> burrito bowl no but in all seriousness I, I do placement. see where I do see where you're coming from. Because one thing I did honestly have an issue with was that there mm. wasn't more of a variety in the story mode. So while I enjoyed a lot of aspects of the story mode, I wish there was more variety in characters. Um, I did get annoyed that after I beat them, they came back again. Because there were times I did die when that happened. So I, I do get where you're coming from. And I will say that I wish there was more variety. And you don't even unlock the little... You know, you don't even find out what's going on or unlock what's going on with the other characters until you complete the story mode. And I wasn't sure how I really liked that because I actually really liked the way they did it in Tekken 6. And um, in Tekken Tag. So in that regard. So, yes, on some sort of level, I understand where you're coming from with some of the stuff that you brought up. I guess I just enjoyed it a little bit better and I didn't think that it completely sucked regardless of its flaws.
0: Fair enough. All right. <laughs> that, that's that. Mark didn't say
1: anything, so I guess we're good.
3: All right. So Keith, how are you doing, buddy? Well, he wanted okay. to move on, so I thought I'd let him move on.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah uh, I guess that makes sense.
3: But, uh, yeah,
2: things are things are awesome right now. Um, so I've just been playing Zelda mostly. Uh, it's not so much that I have a huge back catalog of games that I have to do, but I've been doing a lot of uh, personal cool stuff, like little uh, projects that I've been doing and whatnot. And uh, I can't wait for Game of Thrones, so I've been like reading up and catching up on all that too. So it's like a nice balance of everything. And um, like I said, I was playing uh, some Ultra Street Fighter 2 on the Switch. That's awesome. And I played Mortal Kombat just because I could recently. And that's about it. I've been really just enjoying a lot of stuff that's going on E3, even like now. I'm still just actually getting, reading stuff, articles, all that other cool stuff stuff to look forward to for it. And one of which I found out, which I messaged everybody, is that uh, Metroid is coming out with a limited edition, which looks pretty cool.
0: Alright, so, moving on now, I'm going to not even bother talking about what i've been up to lately so
2: <laughs> it's all right we're all boring it's, it's i'm okay. extremely
0: boring nobody gives a damn about what i have to say but uh, anyway we have uh quite a good show going on we going to be i mean it's pretty much been planned out for us it's all about e3 we're going to be talking about you know everything we're going to start off with the uh talking about the big three nintendo sony and microsoft they're going to talk about their press conferences and uh at some point, we'll probably get around to talking about the rest of the uh, rest of the pack. You know, Ubisoft, my, uh, uh, um, Bethesda, EA, and uh, whoever else. You know, had a conference. I think. Right. I think. Uh,
2: did Did anybody watch the PC gaming show at all by chance? Nope. Nope. <sighs> okay, so we're all pieces of crap. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, we're not part okay. of the master race. Uh, uh,
0: anyway, so starting off, we. Uh, We had uh, Sunday, we had uh, Microsoft kicking everything, kicking off pretty much E3 weekend for the the big three in terms of uh, the big console manufacturers. Microsoft, in my opinion, probably had a a rather...
2: Lackluster. Lackluster,
0: Mm -hmm. but it still had some very interesting highlights. I mean, obviously, at the beginning of the show, they showed off um, the, the, the Scorpio, now named the Xbox One X, coming out with a price point of $500 in, uh, in November, of course. And one of the first titles they showed off I don't was, know why,
2: but... <laughs> yeah,
0: one of the first things they showed off was um, the new Forza game, and they did this by, for whatever reason, let's bring out a giant uh, car, souped-up race car into the uh, <laughs> stage because... It was a
2: Porsche, even though, I don't know. When the hell did E3 become a freaking car show, like you said?
0: true but at the same time you know booth babes when, when did e3 become a show about models right
2: since and, ever
0: yeah because
2: it's awesome and then you know don't, microsoft don't went
0: across ab- microsoft went about tooting you know the word exclusivity in a kind of like rather uh loose way saying that out of the 42 games are gonna be showing off half of them will be console exclusive to microsoft's xbox one which, if you look at it, maybe half of those exclusives are more or less timed exclusives, or they're gonna be available on PC. But as I was having an argument with a friend of mine, you know, when it comes to uh, exclusive co- titles, the uh, the the consoles don't generally factor in. You know, the PC as a platform, so like I guess. If it's if Ori comes out on the Xbox One, it's considered console exclusive as opposed to its PC release, which is probably going to happen. I'll start around. uh, We'll go around the table. We'll start off with Hugh Keith. Tell us your highlights, your low points, and
2: uh, your meh. Well, with the Xbox, pretty much (coughs) is that I I honestly thought it was all meh. Uh, I'm really not. I I could see where the appeal is with the new system, but I honestly don't think it is worth it. Uh, One thing that did take me by surprise, I did really like, but it's going to come out to my Xbox, so it doesn't really matter, is the uh, Xbox uh, backwards compatibility, which is pretty freaking cool, if you ask me. Um, Then I did like, uh, probably the only high point that I really liked about it was Cuphead. Uh, just because I thought that Cuphead is pretty freaking awesome, but I was ready for Cuphead two years ago, so that was really about it as far as with Microsoft is concerned. Hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay, like she makes some act-
0: she makes some interesting points there. <laughs> I mean, I, I I didn't think of that dynamic at all. Anyway, in the slides until she pointed it
2: out. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, I I got freaked out. Like I, I couldn't see the picture. I was like too busy uh, doing my three. Right. and right. You guys, but <laughs>
1: Microsoft. All right. I really mean this is no disrespect to Microsoft. And honest, because like I like PC gaming. Honestly, it's really funny because I like PC gaming and I like. PlayStation and I love Nintendo but I'm just not a big Xbox fan. I never have been. But honestly speaking Microsoft did better last year. I mean honestly I guess I could argue that all of them really did better last year except for Nintendo but we can talk more about that later. Um, as for Microsoft
2: I think they've been down a decline honestly as they, far they, as they, even from they, last year. They have, they,
1: they have been um, and I... Now
2: since get, the Xbox One's uh,
0: debut, like yeah, event, they've been going downhill since.
1: I get, I get why they wanted to release a new Xbox. Um, first of all, the name is not super <laughs> creative. Xbox One X. A little... Because the
3: acronym translates to Xbox.
1: I I know it does, but it's it doesn't. It's like it's kind of I don't know. It's I guess it's I I guess I just think it's really corny and stupid. But does that mean the Xbox One S is
0: called Xbox? Okay, that was stupid. Yes.
1: I have what are you freaking talking about? Okay. He
0: Mark just said the acronym of Xbox One X was Xbox, and I just said the Xbox One S or Slim is that called the Xbox?
1: Okay. Anyway, like. Like I was saying, I wasn't super impressed. I mean, so I didn't watch the whole thing for Microsoft, but I did look at, like, read several articles and I looked at a breakdown of everything that they did discuss. I watched a little bit. I watched a couple videos, and there really didn't, like, seem to be.
2: There's no showmanship. A lot.
1: yeah. And what would have, what they should have done was they should have focused more on their exclusive games and why their Xbox exclusive games were why you should get them. But they didn't really do that. Um, I'm not really sure why they didn't. But even the games that they did choose, a lot of them just seemed kind of meh. Like, I would love to see Microsoft come out with an Xbox One game that is so phenomenal and interesting... That I want to buy an Xbox. And the only game that's come close to that. Is Killer Instinct for me.
2: Why haven't I tried? I try
1: I Because I tried to win an Xbox. I can't tell you how many ways I tried to win an Xbox. I didn't want to pay the money for it. So I just wanted to try to get one for free. And eventually I gave up. And around the time I gave up on trying to win an Xbox. Is around the time that they announced. Killer Instinct was coming to PC. And I've been saving up for a PC. Because KI doesn't work on my laptop. Because it's too big. So. So that's why I didn't get an Xbox for Killer Instinct because mm-hmm. eventually I will have it for my PC. But honestly, that that's just kind of how I feel about Microsoft. I mean, I just I I don't normally tune in, but occasionally I will tune in, and this just seems kind of blah to me. I feel like they missed on an opportunity to try to. Go in a upward direction instead of a static direction. All right, no, now. they went
2: with the sellout direction, if you ask me. <laughs>
1: well, the thing is, they're so focused on backwards compatibility. And as much fun as that is, that's what they did last year. Their focus has always been on backwards compatibility. They need to focus more on other games that are going to interest other players and make them want to go back to Xbox. For PS4, I can't tell you how many games I have pre-ordered right now for PS4 and the Nintendo Switch. And now, after today, I've just added more onto the PS4 and Nintendo Switch. But I look at Microsoft and I think, yeah, there's not one game that they show during E3 that makes me want to get an Xbox.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying is there was no allure to it. And there's no really good games that they were showing off that you can say that, oh, I want to buy an Xbox for this in particular.
1: Like I said, I would love for them to do it, but that's 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 me. I just feel like I said they missed an opportunity. How
0: about you, Mark? What did you think?
3: I appreciated that they spent their time focused in exclusively on games, on game content. That was a big deal where, like, in previous years, they've tried to refocus and talk about other stuff and... It needs to be about the games. It needs to be about the game content. It needs to be about the stuff that we can buy and play on our video game consoles. Mm-hmm. I also appreciate that they had some announcements that were interesting for some people as like exclusivity or semi-exclusivity goes. Uh, Crackdown 3, obviously, an exclusive release. Black Desert Online, which I don't play that, but I've heard stuff about it being console exclusive for them is neat Uh, another Forza which is fine Cuphead has a release date the fact that they're going to have a version of Minecraft that allows Xbox One and Nintendo Switch players to play together has a really neat undertones to it that could potentially allow for Switch and Xbox One compatibility in other games at some point down the road you know Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is coming, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's there's stuff that they announced that's interesting. The biggest problems I had with the Microsoft conference is that a lot of the stuff that they announced is stuff that I can play elsewhere. So it like it didn't help them from an exclusivity perspective. I.e., like the most interesting game they announced there was Metro Exodus, which I love the Metro franchise. But it, it like this is not going to be an Xbox One exclusive release, so I'm not, you know, I'm not sold on that as an Xbox thing. Uh, Anthem, which you know, I'm I'm interested in, like they they push forward on the Xbox thing. Okay, but that's not exclusive, you know. Like it, it's Sony had more exclusives, Nintendo had more exclusives, Microsoft had a small handful of exclusives. The other major problem I have is. Basically, everything they announced is pretty much going to be exclusive in the sense that it's going to be Xbox One and Windows. Mm-hmm. And. CFDs like, that, does that's, look
2: cool as well.
3: I mean, sure, but it, it's. I wish that. Like, Microsoft is going in the direction of we don't care where you exclusively play this game so long as you're exclusively playing this game on one of our platforms. And it's. I feel like you're undermining the console marketplace. Like, I get the impression yep. that maybe Microsoft doesn't really have any intention of going in anywhere with this if Xbox... If Xbox well, One X doesn't get over.
1: Well, see, and that's part of the problem. So, what ha- started happening was... They didn't really have a lot of Xbox One exclusive games. And Xbox One wasn't selling as well because pretty much, if you want to talk about the whole console war thing, PlayStation 4 One. That being said... The games that did come out for Xbox one typically come out for PC as well. And people weren't getting it for the Xbox One; they were getting it for the PC. So now it's like, you know, I don't really know if they want the Xbox to even continue or if they are just. focused now on, you know, whatever you want, you want to play on PC. Sure. As long as as long as we keep making money. So if you do it on PC, who cares?
2: No, it's just that it gives you cross platform compatibility, is what their main goal and thing is. Is that if yeah, you have but an here's Xbox? The thing,
1: there are people that don't have PCs, but they're hardcore Xbox fans. And whether or not I'm a hardcore Xbox fan does not change the fact that I actually know people who don't like PlayStation or Nintendo. They are diehard Xbox fans who are actually upset with what Microsoft has been doing with the Xbox franchise. So, what about them and all this?
2: Yeah, but here's also the other... Well, it's not so much I'm looking at it from their perspective not even from that perspective of it is that again is that they actually had games that they were showing but they were like 10 second little blurbs it was just like there was no actual fixation on yeah. any one thing in particular for it but their marketing thing that they're going for is they want you to have an xbox but it just so happens if you have a pc because to play some of these games you need a little bit more of a higher-end pc now realistically everybody has a computer whether or not it's a piece of crap or not, or if it's just very low end or whatever maintains your budget, stuff like that. They're like, you can also play it on your PC if you happen to have a good enough machine for this. Is their way to do it? But mostly is that uh, uh, Microsoft isn't going to talk too much about PC stuff on during their shows because there was the actual PC gaming show in itself for it. So they can't really take away something from that. Plus, also, you have Steam, stuff like that, yada, yada, yada.
0: Okay, yeah. so moving on from Microsoft, which I, I w- let's just say, what's the major consensus though? Is everyone just like Microsoft was meh?
2: Yeah, it was um,
0: meh. Yeah. It was fine. <clears throat> I, I have no
3: particular opinion on it one way or the other.
0: Okay, so and what would you say was the everybody's uh, highlighted game uh, of the presentation? We'll, we'll start with Mark.
3: Metro Exodus.
0: Emily. Nah. You don't have a highlighted game.
1: Uh- not really, but Dragon Ball. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah y- ball you know thing. what? Uh, Honestly, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's, it's really <laughs> funny. You, it's really funny that you say that because, yeah, I'll just, I'll just. She's yeah. not
0: interested, and no, uh,
1: okay, it's not that I'm not interested. Okay, people mistaked my Facebook status and thought I was completely dissing the Dragon Ball Z franchise. Because I said, at the time, now this is before I saw the Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite Story trailer last night. Okay, before all that whole crisis happened. Crisis? We'll get to that. Um, So, yeah, crisis. I mean, um, Chun-Li. My baby Chun-Li just needs a little more work on that face. But anyway. um,
0: I think everybody's face in that game needs more work.
1: Well, one could argue some of their faces need more work. The graphics need some work in general. But, um, all I said was that I wasn't, I might be the only one that isn't super hype about Dragon Ball Fighter Z, whatever. <laughs> and that at the time, I was more interested in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Well, you would have thought that I you know, said that I was planning to bomb everybody's hometown because I actually lost friends on Facebook over it, and they were messaging me saying they couldn't support that type of hatred. I'm like, alright, that's a little extreme. Did you, t-
2: did you Wait, tell them to change their hazelnut tampon while Yeah,
1: no, yeah, I literally lost friends. They sent me a message, and they were like, and I'm like, are you for real? Like, And then they blocked me. I'm like, okay, like, this is a video game. I didn't even, like, hate on it. I just said I wasn't super hype i didn't even say i wasn't gonna get it i didn't even say i didn't want it because i literally was thinking about getting it i just wasn't sure what all the like over the top hype was about and instead people are like i think you need to apologize to the mass community for your i'm like dude like are you yeah i look at my facebook page people were like commenting on my wall. i'm like i mean they were joking but i'm like all right you guys are taking this a little like too far
0: anyway (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so, Go. Keith, I assume yes. your game is Cuphead?
2: Uh, yes. Okay. So uh, that really... and also uh, Ori. <clears throat> Ori kind of took
0: me out of... Yeah, uh, Ori, so I, I was, was excited over. when they, uh, they showed it. So that would definitely be my uh, my highlight from the uh, pre- Xbox press conference. So moving on, how about I turn the, the tables over to somebody else? Uh, Mark, how about you talk about the... Uh-huh. Uh, The Sony... Oh, do do you want to do it, Emily? No,
1: no, 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 no. I would rather talk about Nintendo first, so go ahead.
0: Mark, could you uh, divulge about the Sony press conference for us?
3: I mean, I thought the Sony press conference did pretty well as far as what they had to say. They had a bunch of stuff to showcase that was semi-exclusive or completely exclusive. They basically what the thing was most interesting was the producer came out at the beginning, the producer came out at the end but otherwise they just kind of let the games tell the story Yep. so they went into trailers from Call of Duty World War 2 the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy a few of their exclusives including Days Gone Detroit, the new God of War that's upcoming for games that are not so exclusive Destiny 2 Hello? i think it was almost i think it was okay. almost all exclusives honestly like the only things that they had that really weren't exclusives which i think helps a lot was destiny 2 um i don't Marvel think, versus capcom infinite
1: i don't think monster hunter is exclusive monster
3: hunter, uh, is is monster hunter world it's... is not and yeah like a, a lot of the stuff that they had to showcase was pretty pretty damn exclusive Got like you know, they had the various VR games like Elder Scrolls, VR, uh, Final Fantasy Four, uh, Final Fantasy 15, Monsters of the Deep, which is a fishing game for some reason. I, was
2: really- <laughs> I, I never played Final Fantasy 15, I, I think I may Honestly, have. to. It's, r- it's fun really of.
1: funny because people were complaining about they're like, We've been waiting so much for stuff on Final Fantasy Seven, and all we get is Final Fantasy fishing. I'm like, Dude, Dude, it's Final for Fantasy Enix. What do you expect? Getting, uh... We're still waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3, and you want to know why all we get is it's hey, Final they Fantasy had a fishing? They
2: had a trailer no, for they're, Kingdom they're... Hearts 3.
1: <clears throat> they are one step up than what they were at the last D3, but there's still no release date.
2: No, there is a go-to-be, but you never know what they're going to say next month at uh, D23, apparently.
3: They, they, they,
1: said, they said sometime within the next three years. They said... They said no earlier than 2018, but sometime, you know, in the next three years or so.
3: But that's, anyway, what they, hope-
1: that's what they said recently.
3: I also want to note that Square Enix themselves is doing three days of video presentations, live letters, and so on. So if they're going to have anything to say about Final Fantasy VII, it's probably going to be during that. Like yeah. They may not, but it's, it's, I don't think they were going to do anything with that at the Sony conference at this point. They they have their like they have their own three days of shit where they're talking about different stuff. So, but I mean, it was a lot of exclusive content. Again, you know, Undertale got announced for the console. Spider Man is going to be an exclusive release for the console. They've got another Uncharted game coming out. It was just a lot of exclusive I- announcements.
0: Now, Look. if I, I just wanted to make a little note, it, it, has anybody noticed that not once? Did Sony mention anything about the Vita?
3: Uh, Undertale is going to be on the Vita.
0: Okay, that's probably the one thing. But it, the Vita was pretty much for the whole the whole show, and even some of the pre-show, it was completely absent, whatsoever, as opposed to last year when they actually made a presence out of it.
3: Yeah, I'm honestly not surprised. I feel like they are. They are kind of done with the Vita for all intents and purposes. Like, even then, like they they gave it a little bit of lip service, but by and large, they were far less interested in the Vita than the people who are actually developing games for it. Their new baby is the PlayStation VR. The Vita is probably dead in the water for them.
2: Yeah, that sounds probably about right, because they had a very I and I called it, that they had a really, really heavy VR, like... E3, very, very heavy, but the games do look interesting, to say the least.
3: Yeah, it's it's the only only significant downside, I think, was that a lot of what they showed here was also showed at last year's E3, just in smaller, condensed form. So, like, God of War, we got a lot more visual display of it. Spider-Man, we got a larger visual display of it. But these were all games that we knew were coming out last year. Detroit, we got more visual display of, but we knew it was coming out last year. So it's, it's as far as new content goes, you, you got a few pieces, like the Shadow of the Colossus remaster is, that, that took the, like, me the by remake shock. is, you know, yeah, that's, that's super brand new. The announcement for Undertale is new, et cetera. Like, those are great, but a lot of what we saw was stuff we saw last year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But at the, and at the same time, a lot of the stuff that they did show last year didn't get shown this year. Like, we didn't see any Death Stranding or
2: uh, any Shenmue other... Shenmue 4 yeah. or Shenmue 3, I'm sorry. Yeah, a four. lot
0: of the stuff that they made... Yeah, no Final Fantasy 7 mentioned whatsoever. You know, the stuff that people were hoping to get more info on of some of these, you know, higher-profile games, and we just, you know... They got, I guess, they have nothing either new to show to us or they wanted to showcase other stuff. Like, they wanted to, again, like you were saying, they wanted to make a bigger push on the VR and some of their bigger IPs. Like, I'm actually also shocked I didn't see Last of Us 2. But then again, you got got, uh, Days Gone and uh, another zombie game. So, Emily wants to talk so badly. Go ahead.
1: Is it is it like you guys can just tell when I really want to say something and I'm just trying to keep like my mouth shut um So first things first you mentioned Death Stranding. We weren't gonna see anything because uh, Kojima said That it wasn't going to be at E3 before E3 happened. So it was never going to unfortunately be there Um, I do have a theory as to why we saw a lot of the same games, and we didn't see a lot of huge surprises. Like, last E3, Sony did phenomenal. Last year's E3, I was, like, I probably scared my neighbor upstairs because I was, like, flying, like, off of my couch. I was excited at, like, almost half the stuff that they announced. Part of the problem with Sony's presentation was, in the very beginning, they had a problem with sound on the stream. Um, now People were for saying me, that was
0: a Twitch uh, issue, and they were fine on pretty, YouTube.
1: I'm pretty sure it was a Twitch issue, unfortunately, because I spoke to other people that were watching on other platforms and they didn't have a problem. So Twitch was having problems last night. But, of course, people were blaming Sony for that. There was a lot of lag, but there was an actual lag on other streams. So there was that. Um, but I think part of the problem is last year's E3. Um, sometimes when these game developers have such a great e3 presentation and then they have to do it the next time the problem is half of those games also are coming out or have come out like for example yeah they could show some of the crash bandicoot but it's coming out in a couple weeks so they want to make sure that they show us more before the game comes out in a couple weeks actually it's like what two weeks um as for some other games they're just not developed yet i don't feel like they're developed enough yet that they can actually show us anything and i also think that the ones that are going to be developed eventually they're going to show us in december at playstation experience um so i think that that's also part of the issue here some of them might not have been developed enough that they wanted to show anything you mentioned vr that's true now as someone like myself who has a vr I was overly excited when I saw all the VR games because there really is not a lot right now for VR. So seeing that there's a lot of VR games coming out, that obviously makes me happy. But I can see why people who don't have VR are like, okay, so what about us? Yeah. Um, In general, I thought Sony's presentation was decent. It wasn't as hype as last year, but it wasn't horrible um i'm still really hyped for a lot of the games i'm super hype for monster hunter and i'm overly hyped for god of war because i just love the god of war series so naturally i'm excited for that if i had to pick any game i'm the most excited for that they showed it's god of war and yes i am saying god of war over marvel vs capcom infinite
2: which that took there's... me by surprise and it was awesome right.
1: so here's what i'm gonna say about that so out of all the games that they showed <laughs> in the Sony presentation, that was probably the most disappointing trailer. Um, and the reason for that is, one, we've been waiting for a really long time for more gameplay. I mean, the game was supposed to come out this year. We would expect to see more. Now, that being said, there has been more gameplay shown. In fact, right now as we speak, well, at least as of you know, 8.30 our time, they were doing exclusive Marvel's Catcom Infinite live streams and gameplay stuff, and they've been doing it all day. So in their defense, they obviously have plans to show more. The problem is the trailer wasn't exciting. Um, a lot of people had problems with chun face. There wasn't a lot to it. It was very short. It just didn't give you a lot. Um, so I feel like they could have done a little bit better with that. They called it a story trailer. I think they should have maybe done, like, a little bit of a longer, like, trailer that included some gameplay and extra stuff in it, not necessarily just story trailer. Which leads me to the fact that at the very end, there was at least one exciting thing about that. They did release a story mode demo. So while the trailer was a little meh...
2: The, I thought it was funny, and I I enjoyed the trailer. I mean, I'd like to see Rocket Raccoon with Ebony it and Ivory. Wasn't,
1: it wasn't a horrible trailer. It's just there hasn't been a lot that's come out on it. The game in general, Very since true. they announced it, and that's part of the problem. People were waiting for more. And they just didn't give a lot. Now now that they've been doing breakdown videos and, like, it's open to the public and a lot of pro players are there playing the game, there's been a lot com- more coming out about the game online. Also, the demo helps. Um, so I did play the demo when I got home from work today. And I will say that the story mode, it's kind of a... Nah. It's really... Uh, is it? it? It's not yeah it was kind of corny i i mean i really wasn't like that super into it. i see what they're trying to do because like they're trying to make it like the you know the movies but I, i really didn't care much i was more interested in how the game actually played um the problem is what they don't tell you is they got like auto combos on it and you have to turn that off in the um in the control settings when you first play the demo FYI, for those that plan on playing the demo, if you haven't yet, there is a way that you can turn off the auto settings. Otherwise, you could just push X uh, square a bunch of times and they do these full-blown combos. So if you want to actually learn... Yeah, but you can shut it off so that you actually have to do, do the combos. You can shut it off. It's just like... That's obviously going to be banned at tournaments, the auto combo. At least I would imagine it should be banned... But, you know, what do I know? Um, <laughs> I mean, I probably know more than the average person about the fighting game community, but I'm just saying. Um, so that being said, without the auto, they definitely changed some moves around. But it actually was exciting for me to play. I liked it. I, I like the fact that they switched some stuff around, but it still feels like a Marvel game to me. Um, but the graphics need some work. I know that some people could argue. I'm not saying the graphics are bad. They just need some work. Um, This is the first time they're doing 3D graphics like this for Marvel. So they just need to hone in on it a little bit. But according to a pro player in the FGC, a Filipino champ, he said he spoke to Ono at E3. And that they are planning on looking into fixing the animation issues that people are complaining about. So there are people that don't think the game will be fixed in three months, but I do know there's a lot of people that were upset and bashing it who are now changing their mind once they see more and play the demo and can get at least a little bit of a feel for the game. So, we'll see. But last night, it was like part of my... Well, you know what? I'm not going to say part of my mind. It was like a shit show um, on my Facebook and on my Twitter about Marvel and, like, memes about Chun-Li and comparing the game to Dragon Ball Fighter Z. and I'm like, really? So...
3: Can we can we take a moment to talk about the Dragon Ball Fighter Z thing?
1: Go right ahead. Sure.
3: So here's here's my thing with that. A lot of people I've seen have been posting the meme uh, about how Dragon Ball Fighter Z is like a better option compared to Marvel uh, versus Capcom Infinite. And this was before we actually saw stuff about Marvel versus Capcom Infinite in depth. This was like. Right after the Microsoft conference. Exactly. The the fucking Drake thing was all over my goddamn Twitter feed for hours. (laughs) Hence
1: hence why I made the status I did yesterday morning. Like, come on, you guys. Like, it's not... It just wasn't that exciting of a trailer to me. But that's not the point. Go ahead, Mark.
3: Can we just take a moment to acknowledge that Arc System Works has made three fucking Dragon Ball games and none of them were any good? (laughs) Thank you! Can we take a moment to acknowledge that they have made... Off the top of my head, two additional licensed fight no four additional licensed fighting games and only two of those were any good. Look, like here's the I'm... thing, I love the guilty gear engine that they're using right now. Did anybody here play Fist of the North Star? No, yes. I did not. I nope. did. It wasn't very fucking good. <laughs> You're talking about uh, play... A Kuno no Ken arcade, the, arcade game? The fighting game that they made specifically. That game
0: yes. is broken godliness, sir, and I will not let you bash the shit out of that game.
3: That game, that game will is aesthetic hair on pleasing. Emily's chest. Well, only <laughs> if she likes games where one character is dramatically better than all of the others, sure. I don't know why she would like that, but I don't you know. I couldn't know Because Ken is a Most great reasonable game. people it's it's aesthetically pleasing, but it is broken and it is bad. Did you play Sengoku Passara Double X? I'm afraid nope. not. I did. It wasn't very good. Look, they've- I
1: have nothing against uh, the games that they make. But, like, like I like Guilty Gear. I own Guilty Gear games. I own the most recent Guilty Gear. I, I love BlazBlue. I love anime fighting games. And I have some of the games that they've made. I'm not going to sit here and say that they haven't made a good game before they have. But... My boyfriend wanted to get this Dragon Ball Z fighting game so bad. And I was like, don't do it. Don't get it. And he's like, no, I'm going to get it. And and I, it was one of the older ones. I forget which one. It's like somewhere over there in my cabinet because he played it once. He tried to get me to play it with him. I'm like, I am not playing this. And he goes, come on. I'm like, all right, fine. I hated it. I thought it was horrible. I only played, I, I played about as much as I could before. I'm like, all right, you're on your own. Do you know how many times we played it since that one time? That was it. Yeah, that was it. That one time. It's still sitting with our other with our other games that we like barely touch. And I was like, you might as well sell it. So I'm going to sell it. I'm not going to sell it. What if I want to play it someday? I'm like, when? It's been like two or three years and you haven't touched it since that one time. It's just not so like when I see that they're making a new game. And this is the part that bothers me about it. People are like, oh, it's like Marvel.
2: What? All right.
1: Hold yes, on. because because the reason they're comparing it to Marvel is because technically they stole some of the components of the Marvel vs Capcom uh play style, which in my eyes like that's not creative at all. That's you trying to, you know, make your own game and try to make it original, but trying to pick something that you think is going to adhere to make fighting game players want to play your game.
3: Well, it's it's I, I. Here's here's my thing. I think that Arc System Works develops good fighting games. I do. I'm not personally a fan of Blaze Blue, but I understand why people like it. I like I the modern BlazBlue. Guilty Gears and I I think I think they're they're good. My my issue is in no way, shape, or form against the mechanics of Arc System Works fighting games, or against Arc System Works the developer. However, I do want to note, Persona 4 Arena is the closest thing they have to a newbie-friendly or you know casual-friendly fighting game, and it still has onerous mechanics. Their games are decidedly made for fans, for the community. A Dragon Ball fighting game could <laughs> be accessible. It's not going to be like Street Fighter. They love their one move mapped to one button only concept way too much to let that game be a, a, a accessible-style game. It's it's just too ingrained into their DNA as a developer. I'm, I can't have faith in them that they're going to make it good, even if I like the modern Guilty Gears and Persona 4 Arena, because I've seen too much evidence to the contrary. But even if it's good, it's not going to be <laughs> like Marvel vs. Capcom. It, yeah. has the, it has the high-jumping elements, and it has you know, the, fr- the frenetic playstyle to a certain extent. But that's, that's not what they do. That is absolutely not what they do. It's going to be Guilty Gear with Dragon Ball Z characters in it. And as much as I'm happy that Guilty Gear is a thing that exists for the people who love it, and as much as I think that you know, the modern Guilty Gear is good, Arc System Works is not the company moving multiple millions of copies of their games. They're just not because those are designed for tournament level play. First, casual players are going to hit a fucking wall (laughs) playing those games. And it's if they, if they ease it back, great, you know, good for them. But either you're going to be in a position where this is going to be something for the arc system works fans, which means that it's, it's going to have a certain impassable wall for the casual player or it's going to be a game that's going to appeal to the casual market coming in from Dragon Ball. And it's going to piss off everybody who loves Arc System Works fighting games. Like You, you can't have it both ways there.
1: But see, that's that's my point. The, the way that they were talking online. And I know because I saw some of your tweets, Mark. I know this is really irritating you. The way that they were talking about this game. Like, especially yesterday morning. Like, all morning and all day yesterday. Was that this was the best fighting game that has ever come around in the whole world and that everybody was going to play it and it was better than marvel and that they were oh my god everybody's like capcom is done they were like bashing capcom they were claiming that uh, dragon ball
2: they, z game <laughs> that,
1: yes yes they were over the top like they were like Nobody I'm not no longer getting Marvel vs. Capcom infinite. I'm only getting Dragon Ball Z Capcom is running and they're like They're like shaking in their boots. I'm like, I don't think they're shaking in their boots I think they're doing like I mean they might have lost some money on Street Fighter 5, but I think they're you know still doing okay like the comments I was seeing was just really over top and ridiculous and there's no way like Look, I want the game to be successful Mm-hmm. I, I do. I really mm-hmm. want the game to be successful. I just don't think it's going to be successful the way that they're talking, the way that all these players were talking about it being successful. I think they were just excited that they're, I think they were huge Dragon Ball Z fans, and I think they were just excited because it's been a very long time since another Dragon Ball Z fighting game came out. And oh. the Mar- and because the mechanics were similar to Marvel, it got a lot of Marvel players hyped.
3: Oh. That said, can I just say I do have one objection to the way that the mechanics work in yeah. the demo in the demo for Marvel vs. Capcom. Double down punch.
1: Okay, but I think I are you talking about the DPS being down?
3: Yeah, it's it's um, I, that but, is the but, thing that is the thing that Guilty Gear and other similar uh, arc system works fighting games do. They have a lot of double down double down uh, think, button moves think, that are uh, anti airs.
1: I think if you change the controls off auto, doesn't that go away? Or is that permanent?
3: I didn't actually Uh, test that. Yeah,
1: I didn't either. Um, I only played the story mode once, and I forgot to turn the auto off. So I want to play it again without the auto on. But... Um, yeah, obviously the down-down punch is an issue. Luckily, that's something that they could actually fix in three months if they wanted to. If the you have the option to turn the auto off and it gets rid of the down-down punch, that would be fantastic. And just leave the down-down pon- down punch on for casual gamers that aren't really planning on you know, competing competitive-wise. Um, another thing I was going to mention that I didn't mention about Marvel's Capcom Infinite is a lot of people forget the fact that that Capcom had to negotiate a business deal. And get a license with Marvel. with the, Sorry Disney. Because Disney owns Marvel. And the only reason this game was even able to come about. Is because Disney shut down Disney Infinity. And said we're no longer making video games. But we will license out all of the characters that we own. To game developers if they come to us. Once that happened. The masses poured in. And that's what makes the situation last night and earlier. Like. Yesterday and earlier so unfortunate is because they were begging Capcom for a really long time to make another Marvel's Capcom game. And the second they found out that Disney was licensing off their characters, they were even more passionate about pushing Capcom to work with Disney to get us the game. That being said, there are people complaining about the characters. Well, think about this for a second. Obviously, we don't know the deals. The business deal. That went down between them. But obviously we know that had to have happened. It's the only way the game could have been made. Because they own the characters. That being. That means. Disney probably has a little bit of a say. On how the game is made. And how their characters are used. And which characters. Marvel characters are allowed to be used. And there's probably a little bit of a reason. Why. It's themed towards the movies. Right now.
2: It's because they make money. That's the reason why.
1: No, it's it's not just that. If, if if Disney says, sure, we'll let you make this game and use our characters. If you do it like this, well, then they have to listen. If they want to make the game, I mean, they have to try to do the best they can to please the fans. And also please the company that's going to license them out the characters. So I think people need to remember. I also think people need to remember this is Marvel's Capcom Infinite. There's a reason why they're not putting a four at the end of that. I this feels a lot like a filler game to me to try to keep fans happy until they develop the actual- Marvel oh. vs Capcom four. Yes.
3: That sounds also, not fair. Turning off auto combos does not turn off double down punch.
1: Well then that is something I really, really, really hope they fix by September. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you know, like I, I said, I don't, it's I don't it's, do it's definitely a thing I've seen. It's a thing I've seen in Arc System Works Fighters, so that that may be a thing that sticks around <laughs> for the long haul. But for now, all Dragon Punches are done. Double Dragon Punch motions are now double down, <laughs> which it isn't the worst thing in the world, but I'm not a fan.
1: No, but I, I you know.
0: Well, I just like want I, to uh, keep the ball rolling. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, for, uh, I
1: was just my whole we, thing was we, I just we, think that Disney <clears> has has a play in some of how this game is developed.
0: I can agree. I with agree. That. But, I
3: agree.
0: So, so uh, but moving on now, Emily, how about you take the reins from here? Let's talk about the Nintendo uh, press conference.
1: Ooh, Nintendo. Uh, okay. okay. All right. See, this one has me excited. Okay. So, <laughs> Nintendo. Notoriously known for having the worst E3 presentations. I love Nintendo. I'm a Nintendo girl at heart. They were my first gaming consoles, like can held ones. My first uh, gaming system was a Game Boy Color and an N64, and I love them. But they are not good at their E3 presentations until this year. I don't know what happens. I really don't, but I thoroughly enjoyed and was engaged in every minute of the presentation I watched. I know they were calling it a Nintendo spotlight, but... It was just that. Not only did they show us way more. Um, sure, they showed us a lot about uh, games that were already coming out. Like uh, Super Mario Odyssey. They showed us more of that. Which honestly looks amazing. And they gave us a release date for that. Yay. And, But it wasn't just that. They showed us a whole ton of new games that I didn't even know was coming out. Like, another Yoshi game that's coming soon. Kirby! And the game that everybody's talking... Oh, Kirby. See? I I didn't get Everybody to that one yet. Everybody forgets about
2: the pig guy. It's because he's pig. No, I'm, I got excited.
1: It. I'm excited about Kirby. Um,
3: that's racist. More. More,
1: <laughs> more Xenoblade Chronicles. You got a... I think that's like a crossover. Xenoblade uh, Warriors. And... Of course, Metroid Four, which of course everybody was overly hype about. In fact, I saw people posting online that Nintendo won just for that game. Let alone later on after that, they
0: a game that, that was nothing more than just a title. I card. was about
2: to say it was just a title. I would go.
1: That a, a, it doesn't really matter though. People, I mean, do you realize how long people have been waiting for a new Metroid game?
0: Yeah, I believe but believe we had an entire show where we were just talking about why Met- Metroid was the bastard child of Nintendo. They last also
1: year. are releasing another Metro game <clears throat> on the 3DS. I think it's the third, right? Second. No, it's the second. Sorry, I was I was in like a doctor appointment when they did that, so people were just messaging me about it. But all in all, they also announced that um, they they showed us a little more into Pokémon Tornet being on the Switch. But they also announced that Pokémon. Yes, they are developing a game on the Switch for Pokemon. And yep. I, have being someone who has played every single gen of Pokemon since the very first one. Yes, I am one of those people. I'm overly excited about the fact that I can play Pokemon on a console. Um, I'm really excited to see where they go with that. So... Honestly, it was continuous games. Not only did they show us more on games that we already knew were coming out, but they showed us a lot of new new games that are coming out, and they looked really good. I don't honestly think I saw one game that they showcased during that spotlight that I thought, wow, that looks terrible. There were a few that I'm like, I probably won't play that, but for the most part, I you actually forgot about pro- the
2: Zelda DLC.
1: <laughs> I, di- I did not forget about the Zelda DLC. Sure I'm you did. Still- I'm still talking, Keith. <laughs> um. Yes, they also announced Zelda, more Zelda DLC. Honestly, I just want the masks. I want some of those masks. They were awesome. They also announced the ami- amiibos, didn't they, for Zelda? Yeah,
2: all, the, all the all cha-
1: the all all the champions.
2: Champions.
1: Like I think uh, Zora is one of them.
2: Yes, Mifa, uh, Mifa, the, uh, the Zora. Yep.
1: And there's a few others in there as well. I don't remember all their names off the top of my head right now. Honestly, the, you should have seen me trying to... Because I was watching it in a car. Then I had to pause it. Then I was watching it in a doctor's office in a waiting room. And then I was like... Then they were like, weigh me. And then I was watching it again trying to finish it. So what? I was really like all over the place trying to finish it. Um, But all in all, out of all the presentations I've watched that one had me the most excited and i have to hand it down to nintendo they were really they really pulled off something now for the next two days today and tomorrow they will be live streaming and announcing more stuff throughout the next two days like a whole bunch of different gameplay and stuff like that so i really like the approach that they took this year they didn't try to wow or over the top they just
2: they showed the games, which exactly, is what E3 exactly, is. Exactly,
1: exactly. They showed the game. They had some f- a few like funny, enjoyable elements in there. When like he's like, "Oh, where did this sword come from?" You know about Zelda when he the sword magically popped mm-hmm. up. Like they had some funny moments that I you know laughed about, even though I thought it was kind of corny. But I was really impressed, and honestly, it's the first time I actually thought to myself, "I think Nintendo won this."
2: I wouldn't go that far. I mean, trust See, me. I'm a... I, I, I'm, I,
1: I. Well,
2: just here's don't... the thing: is that I'm a Zelda fanboy. I'm a freaking Nintendo fanatic. I have the tattoos to prove this one, and I will show them. So help me God. So, so if I had like, to grade the Nintendo
1: I... presentation, I graded an A. I just think it was on point, especially oh, compared to the. Um, I think I, compared to their past ones. I mean, do I need to remind everybody about last year's E3 Nintendo presentation? Yeah.
2: It was all right last year, but they had a lot of stuff for the Legend of Zelda and they were talking about but even though this is what Nintendo strategy is, is that they're not really going for the whole shebang at E three, which is what everybody is doing. Everybody blows their load at E three. But then... that's
1: but that's what they did. Even if they did pre record really, because... even if they did pre record it.
2: Not they had, really. they
1: had hype moments.
2: They they had good moments to it. Like again, Metroid Four that took me by surprise. I had no idea this was coming out. Same thing with their Nintendo with other different elements that they are adding into it, but the thing is that Nintendo does it every quarter now with their Nintendo Directs, and that's really what that's doing. So what they were kind of going for this E3 was they're showing off the games that they've been showing off throughout the different quarters for it. So when you have Pokken Tournament that's actually there, you have ARMS that's there so that they could have like the actual stuff. Their strategy that they're doing is quite amazing if you actually ask me. So that's why I'm saying it's good, but I would not go as as far as this was a showstopper for them. They've had better E3s as far as that's concerned, but they definitely went. A very smart strategic way especially with the switch being so portable being so new they're actually coming out with a lot of multiplayer games for on the go such as pokken tournament such as super street fighter 2 stuff like that for it so that's where i'm kind of like don't get me wrong they did awesome i loved it but again i don't think it was the they won the show honestly.
1: you know what i you know what it is it's that there's a lot of new games coming out on there that i really want and I was really hype and excited for it. And Sony, with their presentation... Sure, there was a couple and they like, Spider-Man looks really cool. I'm not going to lie. But I already knew about a lot of the games. So I already went through that hype moment before. So then... So, for me, I guess I was just a little more excited watching Nintendos because I wasn't expecting anything spectacular. And instead, I found myself, like, containing my, like, I was around a bunch of other, like, people and patients. And I was just, like, trying to, and I was, like, trying to contain myself, you know, like, watching this. I had, like, headphones in my, you know, plugged into my phone watching it. So, I guess that's just kind of my perspective why I was more hype about it because they have a lot of new stuff because they have a new console where as opposed to PlayStation, like Sony's been busy trying to get those games out from last year. So it's,
2: you know what I'm trying to say? Yep. Yeah. But so, also uh, one thing that you kind of saw coming from a mile away and every, anybody can call my bullshit on this one, but is that everybody knew that they were going to show, show something for Super Mario Odyssey, which, again, well, it was yeah. amazing and fun. Zelda and
1: also- Odyssey. I mean, they, they said it in the beginning. They already said that they were going to, like, before E3, that they were going to show more of Super Mario Odyssey. So I, I was expecting that. And, I mean, I guess this wasn't really, you know what, I'm not going to bring it up because this, even though it's a Switch game, it was in another presentation. So I won't bring
2: I it up. I talked about Mario and Rabbids.
1: I am talking about Mario and rabbits. I'm yeah. talking Sorry, about you...
0: that game a lot, and they're actually quite shocked. They're like, "Oh wow, this looks like X. It looks like an XCOM I was about game. About say I want to play X-Com it Com with Mario and the
2: Rabbids. So
1: here's the thing: if they can make Mario and Rabbids, they can make Mario and Pokemon. You have no idea how much I want that to happen.
2: Uh, I don't think sh- Mario's going to uh... capture
0: anything in a Pokemon. I think he's going to jump on Pikachu when he gets a chance.
1: Man, you just don't know. You don't know. With That's... all the crazy things Nintendo can do, I think they can make it happen.
2: Uh, it can happen, but the, here's the, the... To take the, uh, the Dr. Ian Malcolm approach on this one, they have yes. to stop and ask themselves, should they do this? Uh, not so much, True. can they do this?
1: <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, Mario and rabbits. I mean, that took me by surprise. I was like, what in the world? But, you know, it looks fun, so I'll probably get it. But yeah, that, that's my opinion. I, I really just honestly, I thought Nintendo did a really fantastic job at this year's E3. I thought they were on point. The end, that, that's...
0: <laughs> okay, so... Uh, to wrap things up about the Big Three conference, um... Well, what
1: about Mark? Mark, do you have an opinion? I don't want to forget about Mark. Well,
0: yeah, we don't want to forget about Mark. He's been sitting there quietly.
3: Patiently. How do everybody have their say? Um... I was mostly ambivalent with the Nintendo conference, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that I'm not necessarily super invested in Nintendo, Nintendo. properties yeah. in general. Zelda doesn't really do anything for me. Mario doesn't really do anything for me. Uh, Kirby is fine, but platformers in general are a thing that like, have passed to the wayside for me. I appreciate the announcement of uh, a more traditional Pokemon game for the Switch. I appreciate the announcement uh, like or the the you know expansion of information on Fire Emblem Warriors. The biggest and brightest announcement for me was Metroid Prime four, which I thought was great. The most concerning announcements for me was one that was at the show, which was the Metroid Two remake, and one that came after the show, not from Nintendo directly, but from Capcom, where they've indicated that Monster Hunter World is going to be their big thing, and they're not bringing Monster Hunter Double X over.
2: I didn't Ooh. hear anything I'd about see that.
1: that. Yeah, I didn't hear that either.
3: That was was just within like the past hour. Uh, I gotcha. So I just so I just, just want to hit.
1: They're not bringing it to Switch.
3: No, not at this point. Well, thank God the Switch is is uh, region free. So here's here's my my well, that, two cents. Well, that's
1: surprising
3: my two cents on both of those on the metroid 2 remake i think metroid 2 was a good game and i'm glad that people are optimistic for that remake but i do want to m- remind everyone mercury steam is not a good developer yeah,
0: they have done nothing the
3: they have done nothing to indicate that they have the capability of pulling off a game that is as ambitious as this is going to be and I want to be 100% clear here because I, I've mentioned this on Twitter and like people called me out on it I said the best game that they made was the original Lords of Shadow which for reasons that to this day are beyond me people some people liked but, they also made Mirror of Fate, which was the two-dimensional side-scrolling sequel that nobody liked, and Lords yeah. of Shadow 2, a game that nobody liked so hard that it ended the fucking Castlevania franchise. And they also made Clive Barker's Jericho, which nobody liked. Um, so it's 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 important to note they are not a good developer. Now, people, people have argued with me that Nintendo was the creative lead on this, but I do want to point out Nintendo were the creative leads on Metroid Other M. And that game was shit. Mechanically it was fine. Team Ninja did great. The narrative was fucking awful. And that was entirely Nintendo's fault. I do not I do not feel like them being the creative leads on this game guarantees that this game is going to be any good. I also want to note that it looked fine in like the what? Like five, ten minutes we got to see of it? But there were moments in the Lords of Shadow demo that I played at E3 back in 2010 that made me think that game was going to be good, and then I played the entire game, and it wasn't. There are moments in Mirrors of Fate that individually, taken in a vacuum, are fine, but that game overall is not very good. I'm not saying don't want that game. I'm not saying immediately that it's going to be bad. I just want to temper everybody's enthusiasm for that remake with the very real possibility that it might fucking suck. It might be terrible and I just I want you to know that going in this was not a good choice of developer for Nintendo to attach themselves to I honest to Christ don't know why they picked Mercury Steam of all the companies in the world and I honestly wish they hadn't I hope that it's good but if it's not I don't want anybody to be disappointed so just remember Mercury Steam is not good regarding the other point yeah, fucking one of my friends on Twitch on Twitter has been just throwing a goddamn fit about this for like 20 minutes and listen.
2: Oof.
3: This is not new, okay? Capcom doesn't release every single Monster Hunter in the US that they release in Japan because the US market can't sustain that. It's not it's not a financially viable thing for them to do. It's a co-following. It, no it's not it even it's not even just that like the games make money. The games do sell well, but like this is not call of duty you know monster hunter is not a game that can sustain yearly releases or in this case three like two or three different releases in the span of a calendar year it's not smart for them to do that realistically speaking it is in their best interests to focus on one game given the choice you're if you're asking which should they focus on the game that can appear on multiple different platforms Or the game that can appear on the Nintendo consoles that is just an update of generations, a game we already got, I'm going to focus on the new one. Further to the point, and this is really important, I think, the Switch right now has maybe 3 million units installed worldwide. Yes, it's still constantly sold out. That doesn't mean shit. It's possible Nintendo will get that to a 10 million installed user base by the end of the year. Is that a guarantee? Probably not. And you're talking about they're pitching it to the 3DS, which is a 60 million installed user base, and the Switch, which is maybe a 10 million installed user base, versus pitching it to, you know, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC, where they they stand some possibility of actually getting a larger base, especially if they can get it out, you know, into the PC market. Like, personally speaking, I understand that you would want double x but this is like this is not new nintendo swapped from the psp to the 3ds years ago (laughs) and they've released two console monster hunters one for the wii and one for the wii u that didn't make them a whole lot of money if i'm nintendo world is gonna be the one i'm gonna bet the farm on and frankly i've been wanting a legit designed for console monster hunter for years at this point so it's i'm I feel bad for you that you're losing out to this, but i can't I can't empathize with people who are that fucking angry because I mean, I didn't get that pissed when it moved over to the three d s so don't know what to tell you sorry, sorry bro <clears throat>
1: I mean, like I said, I'm surprised that they're not moving the new monster hunter over to the switch, but I mean.
3: I feel like, I feel like World may eventually find its way to the Switch, but I feel like World is the one that they're, that's replacing, um, the, the PC one, the PC and Xbox 360 one that they did. Frontier. I mean,
1: it's, it's the thing is though, it's not just that. Keep in mind, Capcom has a partnership with PlayStation right now. So a lot of Capcom games are going to become PlayStation 4 exclusives. So it really doesn't surprise me that right now, Monster Hunter 4 World or whatever that just totally came out wrong, but you know what I meant. Yeah. It's not going <laughs> is not going to be on a Nintendo system. That's just like they've been partnering with PlayStation for the last couple of years. At least since last year, haven't they?
3: Um, for I'm, various I'm for, and sundry different things, yeah.
1: Well, in the, in the beginning, it was just they partnered for Street Fighter Five, But I'm sure they have partnered on multiple things at this point um, just because... Everything seems to be exclusive to PlayStation coming out of Capcom right now. Except I don't think Marvel's Capcom Infinite, that's not exclusive or is it exclusive to ps No, it
2: is not exclusive. It's just that I think that they have like the first launch on it because it is coming out on the Xbox One and I think it's a PC as well.
1: Right. Well, my point was I was just <laughs> I'm not surprised that I'm surprised a little bit, but at the same time, I'm also not because of their current relationship with playstation but yeah okay but I, I i see i see what you're saying mark
0: all right so before we move on to the uh the rest of the conferences that were by ubisoft ea and all of them uh who would you say was probably the best of the top three and what would you and uh we didn't do it for the last two so uh your you pick your game uh, your best pick game for sony and uh, nintendo uh we'll start with mark
3: uh, conference winner, I would say, personally, Sony. I know a lot of people are going to go Nintendo, and that's fine. Personally, I thought it was Sony. As far as conference winners for Sony and Nintendo, Sony, as just an overall pick, as like a, an exclusive pick, personally, I'm going to go either Shadow of the Colossus or Spider-Man. Um, if we're talking overall, I'm leaning towards Monster Hunter World. Nintendo... Metroid Prime 4.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, Keith? Okay, so, uh, like, I'm actually going to side with Mark on this one, is that I actually really thought that Sony was the one that brought their A-game to everything. They showed nothing but the actual game, so I think they actually won the actual conference. Don't get me wrong, Nintendo brought a very good game, but I think overall (laughs) it was very, very... Good showmanship. The game spoke for themselves. They didn't really need to have too, too much. And plus, also, they kind of acknowledged a lot of, like, the fans. Again, in the beginning, they were like, we have great titles. And that's really what they're doing. They're making great um, strides for that. As far as the the game that kind of stood out the most for me, I mean... Oh, there were so many good ones. Uh, Monster Hunter, like Mark said, and then of course you have God of War, which also looks really. Even though there wasn't really too much gameplay on it, was just a real an actual trailer versus anything else. Um, then if anything, the one game that I'm pretty excited for, and it actually kind of makes me hopeful, um, is Spider Man, just because I really would like to see an actual good Spider Man game, because that has Spider-Man, not really. Arkham City?
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was just going to say that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. they hey, taking it, it, it but amazing it works. regardless.
2: It <clears> works, though. <throat> so you can't take that away from them. And plus, also, in this particular situation, because, I mean, Spider-Man does have super spider senses. So a lot of quick-time events can be that. Will it be gimmicky? Probably. Can Is it going to be open world? I have no effing clue. But I, Actually, is, what's
1: one thing I wanted to say was, Um, Some of the people that worked on Arkham City are working on this this thing, oh, Spider-Man that's, game as that, well. that's
0: hilarious i made a joke yesterday on facebook i'm saying hey plot twist some of the guys from rock city are working on spider-man and i didn't and i didn't think that'd be true and you're just telling me this is happening that's hilarious
1: <laughs> yeah so <laughs> that that, also, cool. might be the- <laughs> another, that also might be another reason why it's reminding a lot of people of arkham city because it probably the same people some of the same people that worked on Arkham City are working on this game as well. So. You know what?
0: I have to be I have to be. I have to ask now. I mean, granted we got the Platinum Games Ninja Turtle game. When the <laughs> hell is Rocksteady going to talk about the Ninja Turtle game they were supposed to work on? Or was that cancelled? Does anybody know?
3: I, no I don't
1: know.
0: Clue. I have
3: no idea. Because that was
0: something they talked about at least a couple years ago. And I guess, I'm guess i guessing it got scrapped because I've have heard nothing about it since. They were going to do like a uh, an open world Ninja Turtles game, but oh well. Uh, but
2: <clears throat> Uh, that but was moving one of the it. games I was really looking forward to because I would really, again, like to see a good Spider-Man game regardless of it. But I think it kind of works in this context, especially for Spider-Man and since that they're kind of doing like the reboot of all Spider-Man right now. So that's kind of intriguing to me, to say the least, for Nintendo. Holy crap. Um, wow, that's a lot. That's a really uh, tough pill to swallow. I'm not sure there were so many good announcements on Metroid 4 it was definitely cool. Um I'm really intrigued about the DLC for for um The Legend of Zelda. But I would really say that the really uh, the show <laughs> stealer for me was uh, Super Mario Odyssey, which again I kn- going into the conference I knew that was going to be it, but that really grabbed my attention and I was really excited for it. For and Emily.
1: All right. So I'm going to play Devil's African here. Um, so while I always normally pick Sony and always enjoy Sony's presentations and their conferences, I really do. And I thought even though it wasn't as quote-unquote hype and had a lot of new stuff as last year, I still think they did a pretty solid um conference and i would have picked them as first in this but i really want to give props to nintendo so i'm gonna say the nintendo one because in my eyes because they really stepped it up this year the last two e3s two or three e3s have been kind of mad for them sure they had some exciting stuff but it really wasn't like i'm not really sure how to explain it but it was kind of meh but They just stepped it up this year, and I think they need to get a little bit of credit for stepping up. They have a lot of really new and exciting games coming out, and so I'm going to give them first. But Sony is trailing behind by just a little bit. I mean, really, if I honestly, if I could give them both a tie, I would. So I'm going to. Sony and Nintendo tied for me, me personally. So I'm going to say they're actually a tie. And then, and then other game developers, and then Microsoft.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I I honestly would probably put Microsoft closer to the bottom.
0: Alright, for me, I would say of the big three, I would definitely go Sony first, and then followed by Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo would be first, in my opinion, but the thing is, is that their presentation was only... You
1: didn't let me pick my games, FYI.
0: There's the a big gap right there. You could have said something, but go ahead.
1: I just remembered. Oh... So I'm just saying. Um
0: uh, Do I have to start reminding you? Hey.
1: No, I'm just tired. All right. I work <laughs> a lot. Alright. Um for PlayStation for Sony's, I'm gonna have to go with God of War because I am a huge God of War so fan. So I'm really excited for God of War and I'm gonna throw some crash in there. I'm super excited for the Crash End trilogy and spider-man mm-hmm.
0: spider-man
1: and, and monster hunter mm-hmm. so i guess it's like what four or five um there's probably a couple more in there and um nintendo definitely super mario odyssey and also the new yoshi game i'm a big fan of yoshi and i was just talking about how i just wish they would remake Yoshi's story the n64 game i love that game granted this is probably not Yoshi's story just because i could just tell it wasn't but still it's a new yoshi game and i am super excited for it to see what they come up with so there now you may speak now rob i give you permission
0: (laughs) that's okay but anyways i was gonna say um in terms of Nintendo not being higher or going over Sony for this year, I would say mainly it's because Nintendo's presentation was, was short. It was 30 minutes long, 35-40 or something like that. They only showed six games and then they had one major game announcement. And yeah, as as we know, as you pointed out, Emily, that they're going to be doing the streaming uh, for the next couple of days, showcasing stuff like we we learned about Metroid, the Metroid Two remake, Metroid Samus Returns, and a bunch of other things. So they're probably going to announce more stuff, more things as time goes on. But
2: I mm. think it's mostly going to be for the uh, the tournaments that they're doing, to be honest well, with you. Yeah, hubs, be but that they, too. May, they may have
0: a lot yeah, they're, more they're stuff doing,
2: to reveal. But
0: yeah, they're doing a Splatoon tournament. They're doing a uh, a Smash okay. tournament and a pokin tournament as well. But,
1: inventationals
0: yep so uh, uh, on top of that i would say sony just really did a great job with you know showing off like games like i mean sure there was some of the stuff like we as we mentioned earlier in the show that stuff that was like mentioned last year but they you know expanded upon it like this year by longer presentations more gameplay showing showing off whatnot like uh detroit looked amazing in my opinion uh god of war i mean we saw a little snippet uh of it last year and we got like <laughs> a huge gameplay trailer of it this year and it looked amazing uh for me though um monster hunter world definitely took it for me uh, i i i we're getting
2: I, the bad back together
0: yeah we're getting the, Yeah, mm. everybody's going to be online uh increasing their hunter ranks uh, <laughs> uh, for Nintendo, I would have to say the game that uh, I would have to pick, um, if it was within the presentation. Otherwise, I would just say Metroid: uh, uh, Samus Returns right away. Uh, regardless of, fa- of the fact of how bad the developer is, I want to I want to hold on to that sliver of hope, Mark. Please, don't, please give this to me.
3: Hey, uh, man, <laughs> denial is a river. Just make but, sure you <laughs> don't drown in it. That's all I'm saying.
0: Just throw <laughs> me a flotation device, please. No. Um, but uh, I want to say yeah definitely I'm in the same camp as everybody else Uh, the new Mario Odyssey just looks amazing. I mean, last the, the last trailer they showed when they debuted the game was like it was kind of like, "Oh, Mario's in the real world." Okay. And then the next day, we saw a bunch of Grand Theft Auto V trailer mods making making fun of <laughs> making fun of it, which was kind of hilarious. And then now we just saw the trailer earlier this morning, and the game just looks amazing. It looks fun. It looks like it definitely captures like all the creativity that's ever been out there for Mario. Everything from like Mario Sunshine to Mario 64 to Mario's 3D World that we recently had on the, the Wii U. It, it just looks like a lot of fun. I love the uh, the new gameplay aspect where you actually throw your hat and you can actually capture and control everything from like a person see, in the room See, there you world. go, Pokemon.
1: I like that you can't see. I'm telling you, they yeah. can do it. I like the fact that you could like disguise yourself too and like, turn into other, like, enemies, like, to, like, hide yourself so that, like, they don't try to, like, come after you, like.
0: Like, kind of like like a tanuki suit type of thing, right?
1: Yeah. Like, I was like, ooh, I'm like, that's clever. Like, all you saw were their eyes and, like, the hat on top of it. But, like, the enemies were too dumb to realize that it was, like, someone disguised as them.
0: Yeah.
2: Like,
1: that That looks, like, fun to me. Like so, It's just love like doing Kirby. It.
2: It's like... You could I, never honestly, I, like.
1: I won't... Yeah, like, I won't even, like, like, get through the level. I'll just be too busy, like, turning into, like, enemies. Because then just dance around them. Like, hey. Yeah.
0: Um, if there's one thing I do want to say that Nintendo had that was better than Sony <laughs> is the fact that majority of the games that they promoted... Are coming out mostly this year, as opposed to Sony's games, which are coming out beginning yeah beginning yeah. of 2018, mid 2018. Um, like we got Mario coming out in October, we got Metroid coming out in uh, in September. We got a couple of other games coming out probably holiday season this year. So they at least they're promoting the games that are coming out soon which is pretty much what really E3 should be about, which is kind of like what Microsoft did. And Microsoft is going to be at the bottom of the barrel for the top three. I mean, they had a decent enough presentation, in my personal opinion. And even though they didn't, even All though I'm they really, say is, they stretched. Ubisoft
2: kicked their asses.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, Ubisoft hey, did a great job. In fact, Ubisoft, we're going to move on to that Ubisoft right now.
1: Did, Ubisoft did a really good job. And, Alright,
0: here we go. Let's actually uh, segue into now the but, other conferences real quick. It
1: uh, has one game in it that just trumps all.
0: Mm, let's just say the one game right now and Mark wants to get this o- done and over with right now. Let's talk about Ubisoft. Okay, They announced fucking Beyond Good and Evil too. Mark, just say what you want to say. Let's get it done and over with.
3: <laughs> I feel like your appreciation of Ubisoft's press uh, thing <laughs> hinges entirely upon whether or not Beyond Good and Evil 2 was a game that you give a shit about. Mm, I do give a shit I about don't, it. I don't. <laughs> I I do not care about Beyond Good and Evil 2. I will never care about Beyond Good and Evil 2. But I'm glad that they announced it. I didn't um, play the
1: first one, so...
3: I know yeah. you don't really care about it, which is why...
0: But I do know that you are tired of hearing about it, which is why we're going to get it done and over with right
3: now. <laughs> I am glad that it's coming out. I want all of the people who were fans of the first game to be able to play the second game, and I hope that it is a success, and I hope that it moves multiple millions of copies, and I hope that it makes enough so that Ubisoft can eventually put it into their rotation as a franchise so that I never have to hear about it ever again. (laughs) Because what did you say? If something becomes extremely popular, you'll hear about it less or you won't hear about it? Oh yeah, like... I rarely see tweets about Call of Duty. I rarely see tweets about. I rarely see stuff people talking about Call of Duty or Assassin's Creed, except when a new game is coming out. But fuck me if you don't hear about Beyond Good and Evil all the goddamn time from people, and it's just yeah, <laughs> like. All right, so I, maybe the- I would feel different if it was like, you know, Snatcher or Earthbound or a game that I cared about, but it's not. So I I hope that the game comes out. I hope it does really well, and I'm glad for all of the people who will be able to play it. But it is absolutely not my thing and i think if you take beyond good and evil 2 out of the equation ubisoft's press event was a whole lot of nothing no i, I actually had a lot of stuff I would they didn't with did.
1: you on that but okay they definitely
3: South had York? a lot of stuff
0: like uh what was it the uh the, the pirates game that's pretty much just you know hey let's take the pirate segments out of uh assassin's creed uh three and uh
1: Skull and bones, the, bones skull and bones is what it's called. Pretty
0: much, yeah. Let's take the pirate element out and actually make a game around it. <laughs> that looked really, really good. Uh, they had a lot of other games. Like, let, let, let's be honest, uh, Mar. Who, who the hell would have thought that Mario and the Rabbids game would be so? Uh, <laughs>
1: so I wasn't good. that. All right, you that know what? Was so I, out left field for me. I was not expecting it. And I was like, I'm like, ooh, a Mario game, and all of a sudden, like. You know, one of the rabbits in a Luigi outfit like popped the setup. I'm like, okay, that is not that's tr- that's not the Mario I <laughs> was saying. That, that's like, not Luigi. <laughs> the, what the, the hell? Yeah, the, like it's like, yeah, like, yeah, completely. There, the oh my way, way. God, Peach, <laughs> Peach, Peach the rabbit was. I was dying. I, I, I was like cracking up so hard. I just think selfies with herself
2: and everything. Oh and my Mark, God, it you're was so being a fan of XCOM. Does this interest you at all? I will.
1: I will. Weird, but it was entertaining, and it like I was so entertaining that I want to play it.
3: I will I will give them the benefit of the doubt. An XCOM style Mario and Rabbids turn based <laughs> strategy game is interesting. I I got burned out on the Rabbids back during the there could not go a single fucking year without a Rabbids game on the Wii push that they were doing.
2: But and then they had a cartoon will,
3: series. Yeah, it's just I got burned out on the Rabbids as a media property. Uh they're they're basically Ubisoft's answer to the minions, but I will I You're will give them the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah, the game looks right, interesting. The game looks interesting and it's, it's probably like one of the very few games I've seen that would sell me on buying a Switch. <clears throat> I, I would also concede that Skull and Bones potentially looks interesting as a concept. I don't necessarily know how good I feel about the fact that Ubisoft listened to people who were saying just make that. ...for a fucking game. Stupid. But, you know... ...whatever, as far as that goes... ...like, that looks neat, and I'm... I'm ...fairly... ...I'm... ...willing to, to... ...wait and see on that. But, I mean, outside of... ...those two, like, what... ...did they have, really? They had an Assassin's Creed game... ...well, against... they had the crew, too, far, they far showed off... ...Far Cry 5... ...Far Cry 5, and they also
0: showed off this new space game... ...called Starlink...
1: And they also have a new South game Park. for they also have it yes, South, in South Park, Park and they also the fractured have Fractured fractured butthole,
0: new, which is fucking hilarious.
1: They also have a new psychological thriller <laughs> virtual reality game called Transference, which I would like to learn more about because we didn't really get a lot on it. it has, okay, um, I'll, can, I'll, can I'll, we I'll also talk you... about
0: the more important, most important factor that happened at at uh, Ubisoft thing? The fact that uh, Miyamoto showed up and was exactly. goofing around on stage with the creators at uh, Ubisoft. I, mean, I thought
1: that was awesome. Oh, there was there was Crew 2 as well, which I don't really care I that much that, yeah. about. Oh, I didn't hear you. Sorry.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's transference I'll give you because you own PlayStation VR. I feel like PlayStation I, VR yeah. is going to be a niche thing just because there, there are very few people who own it. Going back to Assassin's Creed is not a place I was necessarily going to be invested in. The Crew 2 is not a place that I was necessarily going to be invested in. No. I have reservations about South Park, the Fractured But Whole, and this is like the third e3 that we've seen something about that now so it's it's that's not going to impress me until that game actually comes out at this point
2: and they're coming out with the uh, the cell phone game as well the phone destroyer
3: yeah and, and and far cry 5 like i appreciate the idea of what they're trying to do with it like putting it you know in rural america and doing something narratively interesting with it but it's fucking far cry we're gonna be climbing up on towers and fucking shooting people with guns and trying to do fucking novel shit to take over different locations. It's it's we've seen that like three different times now from that Four, if you count Blood Dragon, like it's 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 it's, it's the sun rising and setting at this point.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know? Now, but what
0: about let's say the other games like the Starlink and uh uh uh, uh, uh the fractured but whole South Park game. I mean, I know for a fact that you really enjoyed
3: the last South Park game. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, (sighs) Oh, gosh. South Park The Fractured But Whole was being developed by a completely different team from the one who developed the original game. The original game, as we will recall, was developed by, I want to say, Obsidian? Yes. Who Uh, quietly went from being one of the more problematic developers to being one of the best developers of RPGs on the marketplace today and it took mechanics that were like decidedly simplistic enough to work for the sort of game this needed to be and basically created what I felt was lightning in a bottle. If they had brought back that particular development team I would be probably a lot more invested than I actually am about it but they they have kind of put it to Ubisoft San Francisco a development group so utterly unfucking notable that if you click on their link in wikipedia it redirects <laughs> back to the ubisoft main page
2: oh gosh
1: <laughs> oh man
2: well, maybe I, fresh that's, blood that's... will do something good for it.
1: Yeah, you don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I mean,
2: at
0: one point Obsidian was a
3: nobody, remember? So hey. Oh yeah, like all of the like all of that fresh blood did really well in making Mass Effect Andromeda, right?
1: Uh, yeah, let's not talk about that.
3: <laughs> right. It's, it's it's like this is my thing. It's we don't even know what they've made, but the fact that they've been putting so much effort into that, like the only things that I know about that they that they definitively have made is Rocksmith. And, like, whether or not you like Rocksmith, like, that's, you know, you're going from a game where you play guitar as a a rhythm property to a fairly complicated RPG that is going to be a sequel to one of the most surprising success stories in recent memory. It's, like, I'm not saying they can't do it. I, I am just tempered in my expectations because... Like it's not the same development house. The game has been in development for a while now, and this is again like the third E3 we've seen something about it on. It, it's I want to wait until it actually comes out before it's like before I get excited. It, it's not on my pre-order list. I'm just gonna wait on it.
0: Okay. So, but I mean, in my opinion, though, I I'm really I'm really gonna like hold out and hope that the game turns out to be really well. Uh, it, it already looks like it's got a, I mean, it, it the story and all that is really done by,
2: you know, the, uh, the duo over saying, at S- South Park, so it's gonna... It's South Park and Trey Parker, so you know it's gonna have a decent story to it, but, like, the mechanics, like he's saying, it's making me kind of, eh, but I don't know, it should be interesting, say the least. And it's true. But, now, the, uh, the rest
0: of, pretty much Ubisoft's, yeah, conference was, it might, yeah... Like aside of the uh, obvious games like the Assassin's Creed and the Crew is just like yeah par for the course, but everything else like I actually have to say out of the majority of the games from all the other press conferences, I think there's more games from Ubisoft that I want to play than I do than than I do with the Sony press conference or even the Nintendo's press conference. Um, I can actually say I'd like to play more than half of the games that they showed off.
3: Uh, anybody else?
2: No. I wouldn't go to that extreme, but there are no. a lot of good I mean, there's, games. There's,
0: on there. Honestly,
1: like there's d- probably more Nintendo games right now that I want to play more than anything, with Sony being in a close second just because I already have half of them pre ordered.
3: I mean, or bought like Mario and so. Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle was exciting to me. Uh, absolutely nothing else here got me going in any capacity. Sorry. <laughs> I'm interested in the Skull and Bones. I mean, I, I kind of need a, little a Pirates
0: curious game.
1: About, I'm a little curious about Skull and Bones.
0: I've been wanting a good Pirates uh, action game for a while now. We haven't had really a decent one since fucking Blackthorn. Uh, yeah, Mario and Rabbids. I mean, I'm, I, I'll i be willing to uh, check out Starlink. I mean, that looks interesting. South Park. Far Cry is probably going to still be a phenomenal game, despite the fact that's probably just, a uh, like Mark says, it's a night and day uh, the sunrise, sunset type of thing. Beyond Good and Evil 2. I mean, we got an amazing trailer. Uh, and believe it or not, I mean, I'm hyped, hyped up for this game, but I'm not as hyped up as I thought I was because I was just like, oh, this is awesome. They finally announced it. Okay, I guess I'm just going to wait until the fucking thing comes out. Uh-huh. So, no, like, literally, like, I, I got excited. I made one post, and I haven't said shit about it since.
3: <laughs> I guess that surprises you a little bit, Mark. No. I kind of figured that's going to be the way it's going to be for a lot of people. They've got the announcement, but A, we've had announcements about that game multiple fucking times, and then nothing happened <laughs> with it. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, it's kind it's... of a case where it's like, you know, the, there there's a certain amount of temperate expectations amongst the fan base, but also further to the point.
0: but it's kind You're of getting like... what
3: you wanted now. It's like, yeah. oh, all right. <sighs> you know.
0: It's, it's But it's almost similar in the, in the same vein as, let's say, Shenmue 3, because off and on there were rumors of it probably coming back for, like, going as far back as ten years ago or so, and then, you know, two years ago we finally got the Kickstarter going. But I I'm ten, I was ten times more hyped up for Shenmue than I was for the announcement of uh, Beyond Good and Evil last, uh, last night. So, I, I don't know. I mean, th- these are two franchises that I really enjoyed, but I think I might be more interested in Shenmu. But anyway, I mean we're we're actually kinda running low on time here. Uh I I do want to continue this on, continue going on, but I think we might have to save the rest of the conferences for another time. Uh do you, do you guys want to say anything else uh before we possibly wrap up or did you want to keep going yes. for a little bit longer? Emily.
1: I wanna say something. Yes. I realized that this game, at least the first one, was a collected taste. Sometimes a lot of people liked it, and then there were a lot of people that didn't. I personally love The Evil Within, and I thought The Evil Within 2 trailer that Bethesda showed was freaking awesome. And I'm super excited that they're making a sequel, and I can't wait to play it because it's coming out this year in October at the end. That's all I want to say. I don't know if anybody else here has played The Evil Within, but I was a big fan of the game. I was and... interested
0: at one point, but I just <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, I, don't... I,
1: on- I only played it at night, and I was a big fan of the game, and I am super excited that they are making a sequel for it. Um, The Milk people were a little freaky.
0: I wonder if they'll have a VR mode, and you're going to stream it again, and we're going to watch
1: you freak out. You know what though? (laughs) If they have a VR mode in this game, you don't like this game is scarier than Resident Evil Like I mean it just at least it was for me when I played it. I thought it was scarier. So I can't imagine like it has It's like a lot of like dead people and zombies in it, but it has elements That remind you of Silent Hill in it So it, it was scary for me when I played Especially the section with there, there were just these dead clowns. I was, I was not happy with the the clown section.
0: The dead clowns me. almost kind of uh, the little clowns almost remind you of the uh, no. the scary little children from the first Silent Hill.
1: Well, I see. I'm te- I'm terrified of clowns. Like I hate clowns. Like they scare the living shit out of me. So like whenever I'm, so I'm tempted playing I'm to start oh,
0: quoting uh, it right now just to mess with you.
1: <laughs> you should you should see me because I like it is one of the reasons why I hate clowns. That movie is one of them, and I love horror films, so like, I'm trying to work up the courage to see the remake this October, but I don't know if I can do it.
2: They all float down here, Georgie. <laughs> they all float no. too.
1: But, it, but in all seriousness, I just wanted to touch base on that. If you are a big fan of The Evil Within, or you're even thinking about playing it, they are coming out with a sequel. The trailer was pretty awesome. I enjoyed it. You will see that there are a lot of titles that talk about the milk people, and you have to see the trailer to understand. And honestly, at first when I saw Milk People and the Evil Within 2, I'm like, what? But when I played it, I saw what they meant. And actually, it was kind of creepy when you thought about it. So, mm-hmm.
2: If anything, one thing I'm surprised you did not bring up in any way, shape, or form, Emily, is the fact that uh, they're going to have the Legend of Zelda <laughs> content in the Elder Scrolls. Which, get me... Total gimmick. Honestly? I understand. Wait, Money oh, wait. Extreme. Elder
1: Scrolls. What about Skyrim? Skyrim
2: is Elder Scrolls.
1: Oh, oh my God.
0: Derp-a-derp. Derp a <laughs> derp. <laughs> derp 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 derp. But And anyway. you. <laughs> yes, I, was, I And was, you know what? I, I'm gonna be a sucker. I'm gonna end up. I'm buying Skyrim for the uh, Switch anyway because.
2: Exactly. I'm buying it now just because of I'm that. I'm buying like it you just because, I'm not
0: buying it because of the DL. The the Amiibo compatibility. I'm buying I it because it's to Skyrim. Go.
1: I need to go to bed. <laughs> I need to go to bed. All right, like, so... Outer Scrolls. I'm like, what is he talking about? Still...
0: Alright, so let's uh, get final
2: thoughts. We already got yours, Emily. How about you, Keith? Uh, well, this is really <coughs> the first actual day of the show. Lots of cool things have been announced so far. Uh, I think that this show is going to probably be Decent this year. Um, that's the the word I'm really going for is decent. I don't think it's going to be great, but it's going to be decent. A lot of this stuff looks promising, though. I want to see what's actually on the floor within the next day or two as well for it to come out and see what else is coming out for that and see what other cool little shenanigans may happen.
0: All
3: right. And, Mark, for you? Um, I mean, I don't really feel like I have any particular final thoughts Out of all the other things outside of what we talked about that have come out so far, the most notable stuff to come out of Bethesda was the Evil Within 2 and the new Wolfenstein game, which apparently Nazis are really mad about, and we now (laughs) exist in a world where it's okay to say that kind of shit, I guess. Um, EA, the entirety of what they had was story modes and sports games for some weird reason, and Anthem, which is absolutely not a game I ever wanted to see from BioWare and not one hundred percent not interested in. And the only thing Spirenix has talked about at this point is Agents of Mayhem, which is basically Saints Row, so I'll buy it. And Final Fantasy XIV, which is mostly only interesting to me and you know my friends. So,
1: well, they did. We did get a Kingdom Hearts three. III- Trailer, trailer with no re- with no release date, so at least we got more than we got before. So
3: yeah, like the third, yeah, like the he... third year in a row they talked about Kingdom Hearts. Right. yeah, but
0: this,
2: I but think this
0: we're all thing, though, in agreement that.
3: On that too, I I think before we
0: leave, I think we're all in agreement that Bubsy the Bobcat is coming back with probably the best game ever. Right? Absolutely. Go <laughs> fuck yourself.
1: Sure. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Whatever you say, Rob.
0: Actually, I no. Really. He, here's the thing. There's a good chance that Bubsy could be a really good game because the developers of the Great Gianna of the Giana Sisters Twisted Dreams is the ones making the Bubsy game, and that Gianna game is fucking awesome. I own, I bought it four times, on a different on different platforms. So there okay. is a good chance it could be a good game. Okay.
1: Sure. Fuck you.
3: When I dream, yes. I want a pony. Mark, <laughs> you have a pony. <laughs> I've been to your but, house. I have no idea what the fuck you're on about.
2: Yeah, really. <laughs> I, I don't know what uh, that uh, stuff that you're smoking right now there, brother. But uh, no, no. no. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Have,
1: wait, just out of curiosity, have any of you played the Evil Within? Or am I the only one?
3: We no, I played like no. three chapters. I, th- I play like three chapters into it. It's fine, but it's just not. You didn't like it? <sighs> no. I, I feel like, like it, it just didn't particularly speak to me. Uh, oh, it's fine. Okay. It just like it never it never latched into me to a point where I felt the need to like run through and complete it basically.
1: Oh okay. I was just curious.
0: All right. So anyway, as we end the show ladies and gentlemen, this is Club Pubs. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and our next show will be on uh, June 26th, which we will resume on Mondays afterwards next week. And I we'll... can
1: talk about arms?
0: Yes, you will talk about whatever you want
2: and it'll probably be our post our our post E3 show. Yeah, we
0: might actually continue on and talk a little bit more about E3 cuz you know, we're going to be probably getting some more announcements coming from Nintendo as they do their their little Treehouse of Love streams and talking about new games and IPs and whatever. Uh, treehouse
1: of Love. What whatever they
0: call their their uh their stream. Ninten-
1: Nintendo's Treehouse?
0: Yes. Anyway, <laughs> Treehouse Live. Yeah. Um, well, he so, called it
1: Treehouse of Love, so I was like, uh, you
2: know. Well, I, mean, I was thinking about of, calling it Treehouse of War
0: and just, you know, somehow get Simpsons in there. But But anyway, moving on as we end the show, uh, let's get some plugs in. Uh, Mark, would you like to uh, plug anything?
3: No, I still am in the process of trying to edit together the one fucking fucked up podcast that I have. So uh, at the moment, nothing. Not, about, not even your stream? No, I'm... I don't even know if I'm going to be able to do it this weekend. Uh, I didn't do it last weekend because it was E3 and nobody showed up. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it this weekend because I'm going to fucking Canada for three days. So, no, nothing. Okay,
0: Emily, anything for you to show up, uh, show off? No, you don't have a stream or anything planned?
1: At well, the moment... Well,
2: actually... Well... well you want to talk, we have one thing that me and Emily oh, are actually working
1: okay, on. Okay, all right, yeah, I guess we could bring that up, but...
2: Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Yes. We um we have a project. We'll keep everybody in suspense on it, but um we're working on possibly something. See what comes out of it. But stay tuned to more information on it. Really.
1: Yeah. That that was very.
2: <laughs> very cool.
1: Like, I feel like you got everybody excited. They're like, "All right, he's gonna give us a little bit." You're like, "Yeah, we're working on something. Stay tuned." Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, like, that's like, pretty much what you it- just did. Because Rob, Rob's like, ooh, really? And I'm like, all right. So I'll just let Keith talk about this. And he goes, yeah, yeah we're, we're doing, doing
0: something.
2: something. <laughs> uh, fine. Uh, well, to, here, here, here. To, I'll, to give... I'll
0: give you an idea. Me and Keith are doing something, too.
2: <laughs> yeah, tomorrow,
0: but. tomorrow, me and Keith are going to be uh, doing Sonic Month Game Jam. We're going to continue on by playing the brand new Sonic Time Twisted, which is a fan game that just came out a couple of months ago, which is supposed to pretty much have the exact same physics as past Sonic the Hedgehog games. So it's going to be very interesting. Uh, it'll be our first time playing it. Uh, what else I have going up? On uh, Thursday, the three vets in noob will be streaming yes but we will not have our noob in town because he is currently over at E3 as well our little Rico so instead we're going to do kind of like a pre-father's day type of thing I'm going to get my dad my brother involved my buddy Lance and his dad are going to get involved we're all going to play co-op Quake on stream yeah so we tested this out we downloaded uh, the ultimate Quake patch so we can all play online forwarded the ports we needed and, holy crap, we, we actually managed to finish the first chapter of Quake in, like, under 20
2: minutes.
1: <laughs> hey, Keith, Keith, we should, we yes. should give them something.
2: Yes, I was about to say, I'll Go give right you guys in. a little hate It's pretty much, it may have to deal with The Legend of Zelda and a lot more talks and in-depth uh, analysis on it.
1: And there Ooh. might be more stuff in the future on top of that, depending on how this goes.
2: Exactly, exactly.
0: Okay, and the final thing I'm going to plug in is, of course, my bi-weekly Dead or Alive uh, tournaments are back. (laughs) Uh, We had the last one last Monday. Next one is going to be this upcoming Monday at uh, 8.35 p.m. Uh, I' Starting it a little early because I don't want to have this thing running into midnight. And, Keith, uh, besides the thing you have with Emily, are you going to be coming back to streaming?
2: Eventually, yes, but again, it's still one of these things I'm trying to get all my collective uh, shit together on this one and try to make it a little bit more stream because it's like i'm I'm kind of looking at it. It's like I kind of suck at video games, but I love them so much. So it's like I'm trying to figure out what I have to offer and kind of uh, hone it in onto this one particular thing. So mm-hmm. hopefully Actually,
1: yeah, no, I'm sorry. I was waiting for you to finish Keith. Go ahead.
2: No, that's what I was going to say, is that I'm just trying to hone in onto whatever it is that I can hone in onto and then take it from there for it. I'm really trying to reestablish the image, so I'm just going to be on multiple things at this time until I kind of figure out my path on that.
0: right,
1: so... I'm going to plug a couple more fighting game things if I can, because normally I do and I didn't. Okay, so... As some of you guys are new, so you might not know that I work for Biggie Gaming, and we run some of the most fun and largest fighting game tournaments on the East Coast in the U.S. Woo! Okay, that being said, we are doing Broad Street Battles, which is a part of the Red Bull Proving Grounds, but we also have other fun games during that, too. So, July 1st is going to be a training session. All of the games that we have for that tournament our free entry all you have to pay is the venue fee it's first come first serve we have uh you know street fighter tekken 7 Uh, we sort of did kind of talk a little bit about bethesda but that's probably going to be on our next show just answering his question um we have a lot of fun games all the new games and Basically, they're all capped at 48. And the winner of each game will get a PS4 stick. And there's going to be uh, prize pulls for all of them. And then our next one will be in August. That will be back officially into the Red Bull Proving Grounds. And we have also some more exciting stuff announced for uh, Season 2. I just can't say them yet. Also, don't forget to pre-register for Summer Jam 11 if you plan on going to Injustice 2 is there. Injustice 2 will be at all of our events. And actually, Summer Jam 11 is a Injustice 2 Pro Series premiere event with a $20,000 pop bonus. We're also part of the Tekken World Tour and the Capcom Pro Tour and the Dead or Alive Battle Royale as well and lots of other fun things. And don't forget to pre-register for TFC, which is also a part of the Tekken... World Tour, it's actually a big one for that, and that's all I'm going to plug right now for that.
0: Well, thank you so much, everybody, for being a part of the show. Thank you, Emily, Keith, and Mark. Thank you. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Please, uh, all you new people, hit that follow button. We do this bi-weekly. GVN Live airs every other Monday at 9pm usually, so please tune in. We have a lot of fun here For the most part, and uh, I want to thank you guys again for just tuning in. We had a lot of fun, so you all have a wonderful night.
2: Bye. Bye.